Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on The Stack, we talk about a couple of books that came out this very week we and sure review do. them. Guys, I can't wait any longer. I want to get right into it because I'm very excited about our first book. Oh. It's a War and Peace. War and Peace. Yeah, now, we're getting oh, into starting at the canon. We're going through the canon. Ooh, yes. And they have a lot of canons in War and Peace, which was yeah. one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah. I uh, Pete, what did part. you like? Peace. Yeah, yeah. You were more of a best of times guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how far in did you get? Uh, it pe- was the, and you were like, ah, uh, too rich for my blood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm actually excited about this first book here because this is the return of one of our absolute favorite books of all time on the well, show. Please. We've been doing the show for uh, 13 years at this point. I don't know. There I'm dying. 14 in <laughs> December. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should mention Justin has TB, I believe. Uh Whooping cough. Consumption. I think I have consumption. Okay, great. He definitely he coughed once, and we know by the end of this podcast he will be exhumed. Yeah. So that's pretty sad. But it is back. Lock and key. Dog dates number one. It's a one-shot set in the universe of IDW's Lock and Key. Done by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Oh, this is not uh, a new back together again. The dream team taking it on oh. or anything like that. It's the two of them. It's two short stories in one book with the promise of something more, which is very exciting. I don't want to talk about that in a moment, but uh, let's start with the most adorable story of all time. Mm, Going to disagree with that a little bit, uh, mm. but uh, how does it feel to be back in this world? How does it feel to have this back? It's great. Uh, it's great. Yeah. The, um, the way the, the way that Joe and Gabriel work together is unbelievable because Gabriel's art has this uh, darkness to it, even though it's ostensibly just, just great art, but there's some sort of like tension in it that mm-hmm. makes this makes you dread what's going to happen to these characters. And then these stories are like fun and lighthearted, uh, but there's still this underlying. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I was reading into it. Is to yeah. Pete's point. So 
to give you guys the rundown and lock and key, it mostly takes place at this place called Key House, where there's this mystical metal that can be forged into keys that can do almost anything. Some very dark things happen over the course of the series. Yeah, and uh, keys are sort of like, keys and locks are like Wi-Fi passwords from back in the old days. Right, old-timey. It's old-timey Wi-Fi you know passwords. Yeah. yeah, with the TB. Exactly. <laughs> I only have old diseases. <laughs> uh, so that, that story wrapped up pretty succinctly, but throughout the run of the book, they did a bunch of Golden Age stories where they went throughout time to Key House, visited different eras there, showed how different people use the keys, and that's mostly what we're getting in this issue, where essentially they use, like, an old-timey comic strip. Uh, I want to say Little Rascals, but obviously it's not Little Rascals, but that sort of gives you a sense of the time period, where there's three people goofing around during summer. So each page... This reminded me a lot of the Calvin and Hobbes issue yes. of Lock and Key, yeah, yeah. but with a different reference point. And here you have the strips running downwards in the middle of the page, and behind each strip, Gabriel Rodriguez draws a background, a key Epic area background. from Key House. Yeah. Uh, and you get a fun twist by the end of the story, and then you get one bonus story that's very cool and points to interesting things for potentially for the future. Now, when did you know the twist of I, the first one? When- I knew it. A- like pretty early, like second panel, just second, like the second paddle. Yeah, just by the tongue, I knew it. I uh, didn't know till after the butthole line, but <laughs> not on the butthole line. Yeah. After. after, do you know what I knew? Once when? that butthole line sunk in, then you got it. Uh, yeah. I figured it out two or three paddles after they revealed it. Wow, nice. <laughs> Congrats. I was running real slow on this one. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we're obviously dancing around the reveal. I don't want to spoil it here because it's such yeah. a fun reveal. Uh, but it was definitely the sort of thing where I read it and I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing that happened. Wait a second. Yeah, wait Got to back the trade up. <laughs> You're a not bit. a real pet guy, so you don't know. <laughs> nope. No. Uh, but the other thing that happens in this issue, other than. He gets the, it because he thinks like an animal. <laughs> yeah. He does. He's, I smell uh, my own. Yeah. yeah, animal uh, style. The original in and out. Pete I, the page. I'm I'm the dog of this podcast. 100. Um, yeah. And you're. I'll tell you what. You're not even inside dog. You're an outside dog. <laughs> oh yeah. You like have fleas and your Scooby snacks are Subway sandwiches. <laughs> so this is great to see it back. Uh, they do reference at the end of the first story. They say there's another golden age story coming up, and then a big lock and key event you're not going to want to miss. Yeah. What do you think that can mean? What could that possibly be? I think there's going to be a whole new series uh, once the TV series comes out. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe Hill was teasing this on Twitter last week, I believe, um, that they're doing more lock and key together. Yay. That's great. I, I love it. This is something where it f- I don't need more of it because the story was so good How and so finished. Yeah. No, 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 because they did. You're a guy who finishes a good dinner is like, I'll never eat again. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you need the next day? Yeah, you're the kind of guy. More food. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know. Every morning I wake up. I only eat great lock and key stories. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm uh, starving. That's a good way to live, though. Uh, real quick, though, before we move on. Yes. What kind of dog are each of us? Oh, uh, wow. This is a tough question. Yeah, uh, Pete Corgi. Uh, corgi? Yeah. I yeah, I pictured myself a little differently. Well, I tell me. Uh, I was, Stallion? I was going to say like a husky <laughs> or something like husky. that. Husky? Yeah, yeah. Cold weather. What are, what are the dogs with the big jowls? Yeah. A pit bull? No, a marmaduke? Pit bull, but like less aggressive. What's that? I don't know. I don't know. Poodle? Yeah. Pete like, the Poodle. What am I talking oh, about? Oh, 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 
hashtag. Yeah, feed the what about you? I don't know anything about dogs. I'm going to say... You're definitely a poodle because that's the smartest dog. Oh, thanks, man. That's in, Wow, I can't believe that was a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Also, poodles are not smart. Poodles are stupid dogs. Yeah. I thought poodles were smart no, dogs. They're no. just like floofy. You're fooled by the like well-manicured dog. I, poodles I'll, are very stupid. I'll tell you what, I would love to be a wiener dog because those are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, Alex are. wants to drag his penis on the ground wherever he goes. And that's <laughs> true. What am I doing right now? Yeah. What am I doing right now? Yeah. Uh, and that's true. And the whole point of this is we could talk about what you are. Isn't that the whole point? I was curious. Yeah, no, I think you had a little yeah, jab. No, I really don't. I no, just teeing it up for you. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> Go ahead, I wanted, I wanted you guys to say it for me. I don't know. I don't know. What's, I would say what's kind golden of golden retriever. Nice. I, I get a little, always a little muddy. Yeah. Rolling, getting rocks out of the lake. Yep. That's yep. me. Yeah, that, that tracks. Eats anything. Again, I don't know much about dogs. Garbage. <laughs> I think that's all dogs. Yeah, what kind of dog eats its own shit? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all um, of them. All of them. Well, all most of them. them. Yeah. I'm a puppy of some sort. This book is fantastic. It's great to see the team back together. Even if you've never picked up Lock and Key before, you can pick up this issue. Mm-hmm. There's some things that may take a little bit of explanation, but that's all right. They're f- two fun fantasy stories, and you're going to have a blast. Can't wait to see more of it. Uh, and definitely bring back Dr. Zelvin in future issues. All right, moving oh, on. Wow. Big yeah. debut from DC Comics, Legion of Superheroes, number one, highly anticipated from Brian Bendis and Ryan Sook. This is bringing the current iteration of Superboy into the future, yeah. mixing him up with the relieved of superheroes. We've certainly speculated that this is the book that Brian Bendis wanted to write all along. So how do you think it panned out? What did you feel about the book? I'm a huge fan of the Legion, and yep. I liked it. I think writing these characters suits Bendis really well, because it's like teenagers who are just like, bah, 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 and that's what he likes. That's sort of the pace he writes at. I think that's why he was so good with Miles Morales, and this is like writing 50 Miles Moraleses. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm not... Uh, <sighs> The Legion stuff is just so cluttered to me. I, you don't get enough time. Too many people. With, yeah, it's too many people. You don't get and enough time with each one, so it's like, why the fuck? But You also uh, hate teens. Yeah, teens bother me. No, that's not true. Um, uh, but uh, I just think that I'm excited to see where this goes. There was, I was a little, there was a, almost too much in this issue. I wish there wasn't as much stuff because I felt like we were rushing through stuff. And there was literally a point where he's meeting people and then he got pulled away and it seemed like he was supposed to meet that one girl and that didn't happen and I was kind of sad about yeah, it. Yeah, that's Rose, which picks up on the Legion of Superheroes Millennium series. Uh, it was a yeah. two-parter that was released, also written by Brian Bendis. So that's teasing things to come because there is going to be, I think, his reboot of the Great Darkness well, Sadaga is what I'm they're going to get again to. Because it seemed like Superboy was that was a real dick move. He's I, overwhelmed. Yes, he's overwhelmed. I think the idea of the issue is just. I mean, people were wearing name tags. I mean, you I'm know not, what? I'm also over. Let me talk, buddy. Huh? No, wow. No, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Jump it in here. Yeah, Tables I, I know how I feel. Yeah, I I do. It feels great. Wow. Yeah. Yip 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 from the poodle <laughs> and the uh, wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you, I mean, sorry. Do you want to smell my butt? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. uh, I just feel like they <laughs> were doing a good job <laughs> trying not to overwhelm them. Everybody had floating name tags. I mean, what else you got to do, Superboy? It was a lot of stuff and a lot thrown there. It almost felt like Bendis was purposely 
getting away from what you'd expect from an issue like this. Like, you expect Superboy to show up in the future and be like, here's my introduction to the Legion. I'm your entry point. I'm going to walk you through. Yeah. But he doesn't even come in until, like, the fifth or sixth page. And then, to your point, Pete, once he's there, they have those locator name tags, which are clearly supposed to be comic book boxes identifying who everybody is. He's like, wow, these are helpful, but you can't read any we of them. We can't read them. And they spend a lot of times, uh, time being like, hey, would you just watch this presentation where we lay out what's happening? He's like, I'm busy. And I was like, can you please go watch that presentation? <laughs> I would, I would like, like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very purposeful in avoiding what you think you should be getting with the first issue like that. Yeah. Uh, it also, there's a very metatextual joke where Superboy is talking about like, oh, usually there's like five people on a team like this. This yeah. is a lot more. Yeah. Uh, and so it does feel like this enormous crowd. So I, I want to see how it pads out in the long run, honestly. Like, if yeah. every issue is like this, it's going to feel like walking through Times Square in the Ugh. middle of the day. I love that shit. No, that, no, that's So awful. many Elmos. That's great. Yeah. People handing me flyers. I don't remember that many Elmos uh, being in, and people trying to sell comedy club tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the Times future. Is, uh, I will say the design of uh, New Earth was very cool and took, was a nice centerpiece to the issue. This is Ryan Sook's arc is so fantastic good. in here. Yeah. Uh, great differentiated characters throughout. And there's been a lot of redesigns to the characters. Yeah. Um, so it's Ryan cool. Sook's art does not suck. So that's great. Nice. Wow. That's great. Pete, really Jesus. feeling it. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about a puppy. Feeling his oats today. From Boom Studios, The Magicians, number one. This is picking up on the series on sci-fi. Don't you guys love Magicians? Yes. Yeah, we do love You guys magicians. are huge. This is I, a, uh, the odd thing that you're both huge fans of. Yes. Yeah. Why is it well, odd? Well, up until what <laughs> happened to the end of the last season. but Yeah, I was only an, a fan until the one point in the books that really pissed me off. Wait, you, you read the books? Yeah. You read the books of this? Yeah, I know. Holy shit. This must be something you yeah. love. The yeah. two things that connect us, the magicians and the Step Up series. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. Now who's smelling butts? <laughs> you too. Uh, so this is different characters than are on the TV show and in the books. Uh, this is also by Lila Sturges, who has a vast knowledge of uh, magical comic books. Oh. Uh, so this... This, I thought, was really good. I, I think this captured the tones of the books nicely. It's dark. It's weird. It's set at Breakbills, which is their adult magic university. It's initially in the books. If you haven't read them and seen the show, it starts as Harry Potter and sort of moves into being Chronicles of Narnia pretty quickly as soon as they get bored with that. Uh, it gets dark fast, too. It gets very dark. Uh, but I, I thought this was great. I, I thought this channeled the tone correctly. I'm curious to hear from you, though, Justin, if you're not a fan of it. Uh, I was confused for the first uh, And did bit. you want to let people know you voted today or no? I did vote today. Okay, cool. Good. I wasn't going to say it. I, just, I'm, I, I should say I'm covered in I voted stickers. Yeah. Uh, right. How many times did you vote? I voted uh, in every different state in America. Wow. wow. Congrats. I'm just trying That's to push really the message. Cool. You know? Oh, nice. Um, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Well, eh. uh, come and get me. Yeah. There's <laughs> Luckily, there's no record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, That's a great use of the word record. 
Pete is like showed up on his motorcycle today. He's like, hey, who's bad? I'm bad. Yeah. This is just to give you an explanation of that. We taped another podcast that isn't even out yet, Pete. Get your timeline straight. <laughs> where I said the word record to describe a record. He was like, yo, it's man, not nobody a calls them record. records. A record is somebody's Whatever. I've been record. hanging out with the youth all weekend. We've been uh, <laughs> drinking our sodies at the mall shop. So don't call them records, man. They're called LPs. Yeah, thank you for finally getting to it. Yeah, no problem. They are uh, call records. I didn't Asshole. know uh, in this comic book, The Magicians, oh, I didn't know that. what was going on at first. I felt, because I don't know the TV series, I yeah. felt like it was... But you've heard of Magicians, right? Yes, I did know okay. the being like the, a title word right. to get us into the... And then Magicians is like uh, David Copperfield. <laughs> right, right. Uh, who once made me disappear. And, is that uh, true? That's true. Really? Look at the way you slid that A hundred times. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but by the end, I thought Sorry, this was it's great. Sorry, that's not about my life, so I didn't remember. I know, you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, you really forgot? I really did forgot. I, I I've told that story too. so many times. No, that's <laughs> not true. Uh, what? <laughs> by the end of it, I thought this was a great, I love the last page reveal. It was a very fun issue. Where were you? I can't ever tell. Yeah. Oh, no, I no, I meant like, were you in New York? Was this when you were traveling I was the world five doing years. street magic? I was a five. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll say I do remember yeah. us talking about this because I remember Pete asking the same questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> questions. That were, yeah. I was David Blaine for six months. Oh, okay. uh, no, I was five years old in Syracuse, New York, where oh, wow. I grew up, and David Copperfield came to town. Yeah, but you were. You didn't grow up in Syracuse. You were just north in- of Syracuse. Okay. Yes, but I came north to of Syracuse. City. But after the trick, he lived in Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I came to the city so, to learn magic. Oh, <laughs> um, and he made me disappear on stage. Wow, very cool. Did you have to like sign a thing that says you wouldn't reveal the trick? Yeah, and then uh, the devil was there. Whoa, oh, <laughs> that's real like a cool. magical devil, or the real devil. How? What's the difference? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I make this look good. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's move on to a Marvel comic book, New Mutants, number one. Now, this continues uh, the run on X-Men that Jonathan Hickman has been masterminding. Each individual title has been focusing on a different section of the mutant populace. There's actually two issues that come out this week. We'll talk about the second one in a little bit. Uh, but New Mutants is the first one. This is the only non-X-Men title written by Jonathan Hickman. Yes. Uh, and what I mean by that is he wrote House of Hex, Powers of Ten. He is writing the main X-Men title. He's masterminding the whole line. Uh, but he's also doing this New Mutants title. So there's a certain expectation there that it's going to have the same hard-hitting... Heft. Yeah, the heft. Nope, it's a romp. It does feel like... But I will say there's some underlying things going on here. Uh, well, Pete has been... Raising his hand because he thinks we're in class. What's up, Pete? Do you w- were you upset by Cipher in this issue? Why would I be upset by Cipher in this because issue? Because it didn't make any sense. Cipher was asking the Earth guy, yeah, like Mondo, yeah, Mondo, to talk to the uh, island, Krakoa. island, Krakoa. yeah. <laughs> so it was like weird to me because Hold that's on, I, just, I think I'm starting to see what the problem might have been, <laughs> <laughs> but. What was upsetting to me was Cypher is supposed to be the guy who can communicate with everybody. So what the fuck does he need Mondo for? He, 
his power is not communicating with anybody. His character, uh, his power is translating languages. Right. It so would be better if it can't... was that, but unfortunately, as <laughs> Alex pointed out, like a real cipher, uh, <laughs> he's like, actually, my power is much worse than what you just all said. All right, all right. Yeah, but no, in the other run, he's been talking to Krakoa the whole time. Yeah, it's he's been to Krakoa right. talking. But and he now establishes all of a sudden he at the can't beginning. talk to Krakoa? No, but he establishes at the beginning. What they've established, to your point about the darkness, there's something going on with Krakoa where yeah. it seems to be like not just, well, it's this mutant paradise, but it's popping up gates all over the universe. It's causing plants, as we find out. There's in the animals issue. that shouldn't be there. There's animals that shouldn't be there, which we find out in X-Force. There's plants that are getting killed in space by what's going on with Krakoa. So there's clearly some sort of weird darkness going on yeah. there, something wrong. And... Doug is looking into that. Like, Mondo can communicate with plants, I guess? Uh, I think Mondo's sort of like the absorbing man. Okay. Um, with a little more, like, uh, psionic connection, I yeah. think, to what he absorbs. So he's trying to forge a closer connection with Krakoa, talk to Krakoa directly, not just in the Krakoan language. So that's what's going on there. I it thought Cypher was just being a lazy asshole about it, because no, he was I, like, I, I uh, can you do my job? Because, like, I'm big time now. Yeah, that's like when Wolverine pops off his claws and hands them to somebody else. He's like, you be the best of what you do. Yeah, your turn with the knife bones, lady. That's what he said. That's what he said to you, X-23. Hey, lady. <laughs> hey, you're up with the sharp ends. Yeah. I'm so, done with this shit. Sharp Put that, on your that foot. That said, there is a great thing that happens at the beginning of this comic book where... Uh, the New Mutants characters, I believe it's Danny Moonstar and Roberto DaCosta, are yeah. on Krakoa, and they're walking through and talking about their history, and every panel is a different young X-Men team that yeah. came after them. Yeah. And it was such a neat, smart way to walk us through the history of X-Men and show why this New Mutants team is still staying together. I thought that was very cool. It was cool, and I like the world here where they all live in sort of a commune uh, on the Krakoa Island. And immediately they're like, let's go to fucking deep space and take some huge risks. Right. And uh, so they think, for those of you who aren't totally clear, because there's a lot of deep continuity going on here, uh, Sam Guthrie Cannonball, they think, is with his family in space uh, having a good time in the Shi'ar Empire. Uh, but he actually, I believe, has been captured uh, and is in prison right now, which they don't know yet. Yeah. But so they're in danger, and they're going into even deeper danger after that. And, and there's we, the brood are going to be involved, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. The Star Jammers are sort of dicks. Yeah, yeah, well, now you know where Cyclops gets it from. His dad is a straight-up asshole. As soon as I read that, I could hear you saying those words <laughs> to me. And I'll tell you what, I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a question about this new world of X-Men that we're living in. So we know that the X-Men can be and often are reborn in what they consider their ideal forms, their happiest forms. Yeah. But there's still people that have, like, uh, what's her name? Sean, uh, the one, uh, I don't remember what her code name is. Wolfsbane? Not Wolfsbane, Sean, who comes over oh, and yes. hangs out with her, uh, still has her metal leg. Yeah. Why? Why would they not? Why would uh, they come back? Metal with legs. Like, I mean, bionic legs are pretty cool. Sure, but why would you come back with a leg missing well, or I don't arm think missing she's or died. I think she's been alive. Oh, okay. So she still has the metal leg because. Right. So she should probably. So you're you're probably like, hey, somebody kill me so I can come back. Yeah, with kill both. yourself. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's the weird thing about reading this is you can't think too much about that. <laughs> Where they're like, why don't I just? Oh, I'm not feeling well today. Kill me and I'll come back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I want to die. Oh, I do want to die. Yeah. Oh, man, I shouldn't have eaten all that. 
Kill me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's very, like, oh, I got a splinter. Kill me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. That would be great. It's tough to remove a splinter. Oh, my God. You, you sit are there and, like, ridiculous. dig under the skin. Just yeah. shoot me in the fucking head, you know? Oh, exactly. Bring me back in one of the eggs. Ugh, oh. bad haircut. Kill me. Oh, my God. I want my ideal haircut. <laughs> I'm a little tired. Kill me. Oh, my God. Ah, I'm so rested. Well, I mean, that's the kind of stuff we got to deal with here. Yeah. But I do think they've established that it's a time-consuming and difficult process to bring people back. So if you die, you don't get to, like, come back right away. Yeah, right. after a while, they're going to be like, all right, Justin, you've, we've killed you eight times. Come on. Nah, one more time. I want a two-week <laughs> vacation. Yeah. Kill me. You keep, you keep bringing me out naked. I stepped down. I got a splinter in my foot. Yeah. Whoops. Kill me. <laughs> I just feel more comfortable nakedly emerging from a golden egg. Yes. Kill me. <laughs> uh, this book is great. It's getting you... ridiculous, though. This is kind of getting ridiculous. It just started. Getting ridiculous. What are you talking about? I. The more we learn, the more I'm like, what? Uh, the more, uh, what I like about it is the more we learn, the more they actually explain everything. Yeah, and it's interesting. Yes, I agree. And I still agree. I still don't feel totally comfortable with the status quo. Uh, but I think that's where like we want to be. But I don't think you're supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I love this book. As a fan of the New Mutants, is that was. Of course, you love this book. Uh, Yes, of course, I love this quality book that is well-drawn and written. I'm sorry, beautifully Pete. drawn. It uh, is beautifully drawn. And I'll, I'll mention another thing about the art that I particularly liked in this issue. It comes through in spaces, but there's one panel in particular of Ilyana of Magic where she freaks out that is, like, very specifically drawn like Bill Senkiewicz. Yeah. Uh, and I... It's not exactly that art, but they're clearly channeling that for this. Yeah, she's the way the framing is. is very exactly. Good. She's and got it, a coffee problem that nobody's addressing. Well, that's the other thing about this book is it's fun and funny. Because yes. it's kids. They're still kids, even though they've got to be almost 30 now. You, but <laughs> what's upsetting is, like, you get kids talking about coffee. Okay, cool. And then one kid's like, you don't want to know how that's made. And then we don't address it. So now we don't what, know how what it's you, made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I hate kids. Super bothered by the <laughs> lack of coffee explanation. Yes. Sorry. I mean, you're, you're in comedy, so you know it's always funniest when you explain the joke, right? Well, you can't just leave it and not come back to it. There are a million things happening in this issue, and one joke about coffee, you're like, right. nope, give me more. Yeah. I want more tangent, coffee tangent. The joke is that it's grown out of shit. Oh. Is that funnier now? Do you, are you happy? Yeah, thanks for telling me. All right. Well, I feel terrible, so just kill me. <laughs> uh, no this, problem. Great book. Definitely pick that up. Moving on to Image Comics Die, number nine. Oh, die. Man. Number nine. Yes. This takes place Speaking in an alternate me. world where it's... Uh, based on a role-playing game, kind of. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah. A bunch of kids who got sucked into the game when they were kids are back like now. As, a little bit. Yeah, or Dungeons & Dragons, the TV like series. Just smart, an, an adult Jumanji. Yeah. A smarter Jumanji. It's like Jumanji, sure. Welcome to the Jungle, instead of Jumanji. Yeah, everyone agrees Welcome to the Jungle is a smarter version of Jumanji. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that happened. They are now captured, and there's a crazy twist in this issue where it turns out that they are, this is my interpretation of it, and tell me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. But they are not, thanks, Pete. They are not the first people to be there. And in fact, the first people to be there are the Bronte family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to extend beyond that even. Um, but yeah, I, I love the world building here where it's not, they sort of realize that it's not a world that they created. 
it's a world that all creatives tap into, like people yeah. who are yeah. obsessive fans about their work or, or uh, worlds that they create. And so, yeah, the Bronte sisters are the next logical step. Well, yes, that's where my mind would go. Dungeons and Dragons working backwards, Bronte sisters. Exactly. But it's Badass. just one of those things where it's like everybody thinks, oh, like, oh, yeah, it's all fun and games. You know, create your own worlds. There's fucking consequences to creating your own worlds. Yeah. Uh, but I really love this book. <laughs> the You think you kind of understand what's going on, and then they completely throw you. It's like that time you followed a meatball into a subway grate <laughs> and created your own little world. <laughs> hey, I would have been fine living down there if you didn't fucking pull me out. That meatball wasn't going to last you forever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been eating shit coffee any oh, minute later. But... I the art's amazing. Storytelling just keeps getting better. I this is one of those books where I can't wait for it to be collected, and you can sit down and just read the whole thing. It's going to be really magical. Yeah, the way it's written is a little hard to fully parse all the time. Yes, and I think that's purposeful and fine. But um, it, I think to Pete's point, it will read better when you can just absorb it all. Yeah. To me, this issue in particular felt like the Wicked and Divine, where I love that the entire run. But every time I jump back in, I go like, uh, Wait a second, what, which one is this? <laughs> which character is this? Yeah. I, re- I think I remember this person. Yeah. Uh, and I like them, and I like all the characters, but it is difficult to keep track of month to month, to Pete's point. Yeah. Uh, still, great book. Really Next good. one to talk about, the other X-Men book out this week, X-Force, number one. Pete, you got to be excited. All the sharp, angry mutants together in a book, finally. Uh, don't worry if you thought it was going to be all peace and partying on an island. Here's some stuff getting fucked up. Fun's over, assholes. <laughs> well, I think Wolverine's Here comes right. the knife, guys. And Wolverine's <laughs> fucking right, man. You soft assholes all fucking singing songs and thinking you're on fucking paradise. Wow. Hey, guess what, yeah. man? Here comes the Grinch trying to <laughs> shut down the Who village. Yeah, I exactly. also love the Wolverine's like, you guys are fucking soft. I'm yep. going back to my moon throuble. Yeah, exactly. He lives on the moon and fucks another couple. Well, you don't he's know probably, that. let's be you, honest, fucking Cyclops. Dude, fuck you guys. 100%. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking about this. There is no doubt in my mind that Cyclops and Wolverine are hooking up. Okay. First off, if they want to do that, that's the right good for them. <laughs> Secondly, you don't fucking know that, so don't push your own agenda on that. Yeah. All right? And Cyclops like, is like, check out my little Cyclops. Oh. And Wolverine's or maybe like, Wolverine is just like, I'll be off to this side, sort of a cuckold situation. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this book, uh, I'm, it's not a trouble. I'm, I'm finally. Getting, I'll be in the other room. I'm the best I am at what I do, and it's watching you guys have sex. <laughs> sure, I'm sure you'll be the best at that. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is peep through this tiny hole, chill to the wall. It's like a look at your bedroom. Uh, I'm I glad that, that picture, we're... like in the cartoon, <laughs> yeah. you know the meme. Uh, doing I'm, that in real life now. Now you you see yep, what yep, 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 you yep. were just fucking giving it back to me. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm glad that we're finally getting down to the fact that this island's evil and fucked up, and this bullshit that they're all lying to themselves about <laughs> living not no. with the well, rest that's of society. Not the that's point not the point of them. Well, I think it shows the fact that like there's this wild beast that shouldn't be there. Well, there's something and, up, like we were talking about before. There's yeah, something there's some, weird happening. Yeah. So good. The, I don't want Krakoa to be. The fucking thing going forward. But to be fair, you never the tr- fucking thing going, it's going forward. You've never trusted islands. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's why that's you fair. don't live on Manhattan. Yep. And <laughs> when you go to Hawaii, you just scream the whole time. 
<laughs> Get me you out of here. You do that every year. Why do you go yeah, there? Yeah, you shouldn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps hoping it's going to be a sweet uh, deal, uh, just though. Just I got a sweet deal. Mainland. When you think about it, Earth's an island. Oh, shit. Oh, don't See you guys do later. <laughs> See you guys later. I'm looking forward to the potential chance that the Colossus Domino relationship will be reignited in this comic. Reunited. Really liked that. Maybe. And I was sad. I thought he was going to marry uh, Shadowcat. And then that just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Well, he gets pretty fucked up this issue, which is yeah, he's got sad for Colossus because that's what happens to him all the time. Yeah, he, he never gets it. He easy. takes a lot of damage. So the idea of this book is that as we and I think everybody expected, there is a group of humans that are not taking the X-Men establishing their own island lying down. Yep. They take the fight right to them. And I think we can get into spoilers here. So I'll give it all one, two, three, pause if you don't want to hear them. Uh, but they take the fight directly to Professor Xavier. And as we speculated way back at House of X when they first revealed that all of the mutants' memories were in his helmet, uh, they shoot him in the fucking helmet and kill him by the end of the issue, which is... That's great. Up. Yeah, it's very fucked up. Now, Fuck Lollipop guy. Oh, oh, you went in a different direction there. Uh, given... That we know they can be resurrected, but as you were mentioning, it's not easy. How did the death, quote-unquote, of Professor Xavier strike you at the end of this issue? Because this uh, is the first really big death of this new status quo. And it depends on how they play it. I mean, we don't really know what happened, but say he did die. I think. Does he get to go to the front of the line of the resurrection machine? I think so. Are they going to be That's like, bullshit, no. dude. You got to wait like everybody else, man. Yeah, no. Let's make sure we get Blob out. Yeah. First, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, we need him to walk around, walk around with the skin, something like, and then stand there and not move. Yeah. <laughs> What's Blob's job? Uh, blob job? What's Blob's hey, job? Hey, don't quit your Blob job. He's <laughs> <laughs> security. Uh, we all know that. The, security? Yeah, he's a bouncer. So uh, they did describe on the Professor X thing. First of all, I believe there's what is it? Five. Were, were you guys it? happy when he died? Because no. I sat down my comic and just started clapping on the subway, just like... You're on the human side. Wow. Yeah. Which, just Bad. to be clear, is the racist side. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of racists dressed in uh, Marauder's goggles and things who are... Jump- yeah. Not Marauder's, Reaver's goggles, uh, jumping onto Krakoa and murdering mutants. You're on their side? No, I just... am sick of Lollipop Head. Oh, but they're the guys who killed him, so you're like, yeah, go racist. No. Okay. Seems like I'm just kind of are. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we touched on this, though. So there are, I believe, five backups. Is it two backups or is it five backups? What? Of uh, all of the mutant oh, oh, yes. Uh, five. I don't remember. Yeah, whatever it is, there's several backups. They're going to bring Xavier back, so that's yeah. not an issue. But I still thought that was a big great way to end this issue. Yeah, it was, this feels like the more extreme like comic title yes. of, of the X-Men universe. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited how everything is going on in its own direction, and I hope that sticks. Next one to talk about from DC Comics, Justice League number 35. This is continuing the Justice League Doom War storyline. Guess what? Doom 1. Doom yeah. 1 took over the DC Universe. A sigil is appearing in every sky in the multiverse. Yeah. And over the course of this issue, Perpetua, who's the creator of the multiverse, goes to the Gotham by Gaslight 
dimension and just great place to start if you're going to conquer the multiverse. She's like, you assholes, too much smoke. Yeah, don't like this old timey steampunk shit. You're done. (laughs) Oh shit! That's what she said. Hard stance on steampunk, bro. That's not my. That's Perpetua. Oh, she's always been down on steampunk. Yeah, it seemed like you were into it. She's a villain. Uh, What do you think about this issue? What do you feel? How are you feeling about the storyline? I really like seeing the um, the sigils in the sky across all the different uh, multiverse. I thought that tied it together and uh, was the first. All of the issues last month ended with no matter what title them being like, "Whoa, shit! Look at that weird uh, beetle in the sky," and it. That I was like, okay, I get it, but this made more sense to me that that it yeah. becomes more of a danger that everyone's seeing it, mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot of explaining going on in this issue. And but I loved a couple great moments: Batman and Jaro, uh, Batman talking to um, Martian Manhunter and Hawk Girl's uh, son Shane yeah. on the ship was super sad, and I'm excited to see uh, where this is going. I'm very surprised that they seem to be doing whatever their crisis storyline is in this. Like, this seems to be their crisis storyline. They use the crisis word. Yeah, I thought that they were gearing up to something else that would be line-wide, and in a way it is, but uh, it's cool. It's cool keeping it in Justice League, which should be the banner title regardless. I mean, there's so much going on. There's um, the uh, Batman Who Laughs virus is flying around yeah. and different people. Leviathan is like a whole mystery. Um there's just a lot going on. There's the dark a lot, multiverse. A lot of plot. A lot of plot. Uh, and they work in uh, Barbados. What's his name? It's sorry to bring Barbados up Barbados is an island. Yeah. So watch out. Barbato- yeah. Barbacoa? A uh, great oh, way of easy. eating meat. <laughs> the, the dark bad man. Yes. But I, I do. Uh, but I think, bar- it is, I think it's Barbatos. Barbatos. Yeah. Not Barbados. No. Uh, different things, but uh, uh, he shows up in here and seems he's to be, like Perpetua, free me. So I think uh, shit's going to get even more fucked up from here. I agree. I I think that the Justice League stuff has been really good, and I'm very happy with how epic this has been. Um, and I think that it's just getting more and more epic. So I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Art's fantastic. A lot of fun storytelling. Let's move on to a Dark Horse comic book, Crone, number one. Here's the pitch for this book. It's basically, what if Red Sonja got old? Yeah. And that's cool with me. I really enjoy this quite a bit. I thought this was great. Yeah, this was really cool. Yeah, you must like this. She fights a bear, Pete. Yeah, what? I don't hate, well, okay, Riverdale bear. Is that what that was a reference to? No, I'm just saying she fights a bear, which is cool, and you like cool fights. I do like cool fights. Uh, but there's also with the bear. Fighting with the take bear. my hand, we'll make it. I swear. <laughs> Ooh, I wow. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, you, you I, I like the idea of uh, somebody who's only happy and uh, when they're fighting. That really speaks to me. And yeah. old. And uh, I, I think it's a cool. I like Pete, the way I should remind you as our youth correspondent. I like how they started it. You know, we got to see her at kind of her pinnacle and then see her now and the kind of like the uh, evil person that's tying this all together. So I think it's a really solid first issue. Does a great job of getting people excited for what's moving forward. Great premise. I'm excited to see. uh, I think she's going to fight. So let's let's do that. I think so. I I feel it. Yeah. You think she's going to be like, no, no, thanks. And they'll say, well, leave in your mountain. And it's going to be her just making tea for the next 10 issues. Oh, man. I love a good tea. I love a tea tea pairing. Man. 
Moving on to a Boom Studios book, BB Free, number one. This is an interesting, weird book from Boom Box. I don't know how to describe the premise of this book. Uh, It's set, I think, 200 years in the future. Um, on in Florida, which is now a series of islands. Watch out. Yep. Um, uh, and it's about a girl who doesn't really get along with her sort of strict father. She wants to be on the radio. Oh, yeah. Uh, as you do. Yep. And just be free. And um, I think there's be sort of a, a conservative culture built around, like, we have to just stay safe. And the youthful generation is like, hey, I want to go live yep. and go see these fractured uh, states of America. Um, and uh, it was cool. I, I think the world is really interesting. It it was a nice way of getting into this post-apocalyptic world without having it be like, in yeah. 2050, yeah. this thing happened. It was bad, and then it got worse. It was just like, no, this is the world, and we'll deal with it. Yeah, yeah. and it was fun to have a kind of like narrator who's not bummed out by the fact that like, you know, uh, Mother Earth like just trashed the whole place. Know, imagine there being less Florida. It's amazing. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I re- also really liked the friendship she had with an alligator. That was like really fun and adorable. Uh, it's cool. Her, fr- her friendship. You know, an alligator took my hand, Pete. You know that. Why <laughs> Are would you, you happy, that Gilmore? Is that what you're <laughs> Are you happy, <laughs> Gilmore? Um, but uh, I, yeah, I think this is very creative. A fun take <laughs> on something we've seen the post-apocalyptic future a ton of times and the art is also kind of uh heightens this funness in this dark world so uh, i'm very interested to see how this unfolds i think they did a great job of like laying this out a little bit and getting you excited for more cool let's move back to another marvel comic book yondu number one everybody's favorite guardians of the galaxy cast member finally in his own book mucking it up in the galaxy committing crime and getting drunk man I like uh, future Yondu. Yeah. yeah? I, maybe I'm a dork. <laughs> but I, I like mean. cool finned Yondu. Yes. That's me. Well, but that's what they're playing with here, right? They're playing yeah. with the history of uh, Yondu, which is fun. Classic Guardians of the Galaxy, where they were a bunch of weirdos in the 30th century. Right. And here we get to see the more Michael Rooker interpretation of Yondu as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is fun. I like these weird space books that Marvel puts out every once in a while. I feel like they never last, unfortunately, but it's nice to see them when they come out. I agree. One thing that's always bothered me about uh, movie Yondu and Yondu in general is that whistling arrow, too powerful. Too powerful? He just can fly around and kill everybody. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's what whistles do. No, whistles aren't powerful. Anyone can whistle. All you have to do is put your lips together and blow, Justin. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. I don't uh, know what movie you're quoting, but I, I can believe. Look it up. You don't yeah. know what movie he's quoting? Yeah, I'm well, totally blanking uh, on It's right. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so, anyways, yeah, I think this is a very... Because I didn't know this history about Yandu. So, the fact that he is shaving off his kind of, like... Uh, Big Mohawk is kind of an interesting take, and uh, it's kind of cool to see his backstory. (laughs) The shaving part. Well, no, I didn't know that he was, like, saying no to his kind of heritage by doing that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I think it was, like, it was cool to learn that about him. And then it was interesting to see someone who also can do the whistle trick. It's the same, yeah. He's his uh, future... 
ancestor. Yeah, yeah, and the the fact that he got grills instead of uh, being able to whistle is very interesting. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're interested in his teeth and hair. Moving <laughs> on to Image Comics Deadly Class number 41. Now, Marcus is back at school. He is popular now. Everybody likes him. But also, Saya is back in school Aww. after a long time. She's got to warn him about a bunch of stuff, but he's too interested in being popular and hanging out with people. I love this new status quo for the book. Yeah. Uh it feels like, and it's sad that the series is the TV series is over. But it feels like Rick Remender is pouring so much into this title, mm-hmm. and uh, like writing the shit out of the characters, adding these more modern topical themes. Like there's sort of a toxic masculinity taken here in a couple different ways. I yeah. thought um, it's, it's nice to see the rapist die. I mean, that was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I also <laughs> sorry. Was... How how were his hair and teeth? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, but I just think that, weird like... that you didn't check that out. Yeah, you are weird. hair and teeth correspondent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's also tough because it's like... Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. When I said you were our teeth correspondent, <laughs> yeah, I meant teeth correspondent. Yeah. Um, Marcus is tough as a main character because there are times you love him and there are times he drives you insane. And for most of this issue, he was driving me insane. Like, don't be so cold to see a man. Like, the, you know, she's see done you. a lot and been through a lot. And he was just really being a douche. Well, that's what's great about this book is he really writes these teen characters where they like fuck up all the time. Yeah. They're over philosophizing all the time, uh, and I think that's really it's very smartly done. Yeah, I agree. Last one we're going to talk the about phenomenal. The art is phenomenal. Uh, last one we're going to talk about from DC Comics: Green Lantern, Black Stars, number one by Grant Morrison. Now he ended his The Green Lantern series, yep. and it ended with Hal Jordan joining the Black Stars, which is an organization that wants to police the universe by ruling the universe. Essentially, yeah, they're like aggressive cops. Yes. Cool. So, cops. I yeah, have wow. a complaint yes. I would like to file. Oh, yes. Okay, uh, great. Hold the on. right place. I'm open up the blade file. Hand me over your paperwork, please, Pete. Yep. Thank you, you very much. Yep. Okay, uh, everything seems of... to be in order. I'll just put it here in this file and great. close that back up. And yeah, now, sir, you may rant for as long as you have breath. Great. So, <laughs> there's a lot of amazing DC books coming out this week, and you chose this fucking comic of like Lois Lane. <laughs> we could be talking about Batman right now. There's so many other comics, and you were like, let's talk about this fucking thing. Yeah, man. It was just like, hey, did you like wow. Grant Morrison on Green Lantern? Cool. We're going to turn it up to 11. Well, first of all, I appreciate you saying nothing about this until we got on the podcast. Right. Second of all, <laughs> uh, we like to talk about number ones on the podcast. I think it's good to talk yeah. about that because... Because we're, we're number one. Yeah, we're number one. We're, we are number one. <laughs> Comic book podcast on the internet. That's not true. Uh, when you're going into a comic book store and you see a new number one, I think there is that initial thrill, that excitement. Yeah. But then you're like, uh, do I want to really get into a new series? So I think it's good to hope, hopefully for you, the listeners, to hear what our opinions are so you can judge whether that is something you want to jump into. Because Batman, you're not going to be like, uh, I don't know, 95th issue of Batman. Not sure I feel about this What's Bat up guy. With this but guy? it's fucking City of Bane and we've been like going through so uh, much. Totally. You know what? You can read it and then whisper your opinions into your pillow. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? (laughs) How about that, Pete? Start your own fucking comic book (laughs) podcast, Pete. Get off this lawn, you bastard. Uh, 
Anyway, Green Lantern, Black Stars, this book is biznonkers, uh, but yeah. I loved it and actually liked it better than the Green Lantern book, I think. What? Uh, well, yeah, I, I can see that because it's weirder, but he has more ownership of these characters yes. um, because they're his, I'm assuming. I think so. I mean, listen, it's Grant Morrison, so they're probably like, oh, they were in uh, one book uh, 25 years ago that I yeah. read that they were mentioned in one paddle, yeah. and uh, they have a smaller one that flies out of their head and turns into a vampire. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. It's like he, he keeps increasingly backing further into his own weird corner and eventually like... What's going on in that corner? Yeah, I don't know. So this one is, there's like a countdown going on type thing to the wedding of Hal Jordan and this vampire black star. Yeah. Uh, the leader. And of that's the, the actual Hal Jordan. I, yes, it is. Yeah. Parallax. Who they keep calling Parallax because he's been corrupted by the controllers. Yeah, I uh, think comptrollers. Comptrollers. It I is election know. day here in New York when yes. we're taping this. I voted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the rough story of what's going on. But it's essentially Hal Jordan being walked through Training Day and the Black Stars, being like, "See this uh, horrible, fucked up thing we do? Isn't that great? It's really uh, ruling the universe." Hey, why don't we go directly for Bogle and uh, the one of the most powerful beings of the DC universe? And Hal Jordan's like, "I don't think that's a great idea." And they're like, "Nah, it's fine." And then proceed to completely obliterate Mongol they very crush. quickly. And I think what's to be happening so effectively with this book is they are, by turning them around and making them a protagonist, showing us what a big, huge, dangerous enemy they are. Because yeah. I think most of the time you get it from the perspective of the Green Lantern Corps. It's like, oh, no, there's this invading alien army. They're coming for Oa. Hooray, we got them away from Oa. Now we're getting to see the invading alien army's perspective, and for them to fight back against that is going to be that much bigger a threat, and it amps up the stakes. It's cool, and I love the way to do that. I haven't seen someone jump off the title to establish his villains that hard yeah. and then presumably jump back on the Green Lantern title and have that go forward. Yeah, so very cool stuff. If you would like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by and we'll chat with you about comic books. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. And remember to check out Pete's Teen Beat on the Street podcast where he reviews whatever comic books he wants. It's, it's very cool. The only place to get it is if you're in bed next to him, listening very closely to him, <laughs> whispering into his pillow. And it's not on any island. You guys want to go play fetch? <laughs> <laughs> that blows your mind with that comic sense. Yeah.